Hello everybody, it's Marcy from wavesofcommunication.com. Welcome to another episode of the Language Facilitation Helpline podcast, and thank you for tuning in today. Every action you take to help the late talkers in your life is important. As you listen and take in the advice on this show, always remember that the fastest results come when you enjoy the process of language facilitation. 2022 is the year of connection. It is my intention to provide information and resources to help all language facilitators evolve their natural connection with the late talkers in your life. Parents, caregivers, and therapists worldwide have proven that when they connect and enjoy the process of spoken language, it emerges naturally. And welcome to another episode of Language Facilitation Coaching and Q&A. And today, we're going to be talking about five phrases that you can teach to lay talkers instead of I want and help them develop more spoken language by teaching them these phrases. All right. So I know I want is the number one phrase that um, most speech therapists teach, parents teach. Why do they teach it? Because the number one reason that helps people facilitate speech output is by teaching kids to use words to get the things they want. And it makes everybody look good. The kid is using words. They're getting what they want. Everybody understands them. Super great. Except for the fact that nobody really functionally says, I want to other people. (laughs) We only say, I want to ourselves in our own head. It's not a good thing to teach a kid to say because by the time you actually say, I want, you've already been thinking a lot of other things before those words come out of your mouth. And like I said, in fact, I can remember I can't even remember the last time I said I want to somebody else, but I say it in my own head all the time. And this might be why so many people think it's a good idea to teach kids to say I want, but actually it's not. It's potentially stopping your progress because you're teaching the lay talker something that you're thinking, and that's a disconnect. And in waves of communication on our language facilitation coaching, we teach parents to connect with the late talker thinking about the same thing that they are at the same time and offering language models to them that are useful for them right there. So let's talk about some phrases that are more useful than I want. What you want to know is that all of these phrases, when I talk about teaching your child to say phrases, it's not. I'm not teaching your child to say phrases. I'm telling you to teach them these phrases. And how you're going to teach them is through your language models. You're never going to make a late talker say these phrases. You're going to teach them to use these phrases 
through your models, the way you use them, okay? And so all of these phrases, every single one of the ones I'm talking about today, are going to be taught through your functional models and repeated consistent demonstrations. It's not just one time. You've got to put these phrases often into your own vocabulary and use them frequently because when you use these phrases during your everyday life, that's how they get integrated and learn. You put them down, the lay talker picks them up. We talk about that a lot on the channel. Now, what these phrases serve, okay, what they're doing, the reason it's good for us to teach them is because these phrases offer tools to late talkers who are not good at using spoken language, right? But they, they haven't stopped having needs and wants and communication desires. They have things they want to communicate. And these phrases are going to help them because what's going to happen is every time you're using these phrases, you're going to expand. You're going to talk about these phrases using the vocabulary that the lay talker already knows. And they're going to learn how to combine and use more of the words that they know with these phrases I'm going to teach you today. And so that's why why it's really good for you to use and teach these phrases because in the process of using and teaching these phrases, you're facilitating more expanded functional vocabulary use of the other words that your late talker already knows, okay? And that's why these phrases are good, okay? And then the last thing I want to tell you is if you or someone you know is watching this and you've got those I want phrases on your boards, your AAC devices, your letter boards, your request things, whatever you've got. If you're using I want as one of those phrases to expand those words your kids already know, these phrases I'm teaching you should be used instead. You can use all these phrases instead of I want, and you can add them right now. You don't have to move into one and then the other and then the other. If you're using an AAC device with a completely nonverbal kiddo, these phrases will help, you know, all that, although the research that says when kids hear their devices talking and then they learn to talk from the devices, when you put these phrases in the devices, that's when it works. I want, though, they're never going to pick up because remember, they're thinking it, they're not saying it. So AAC devices, these are the phrases you need. All situations, these five phrases are going to replace I want. All right. Ready? Without further ado, let's get to number one. Number one, instead of I want, the phrase that I want you to use a lot in your own talking and facilitate in the late talker is give me. You want to say this to the late talker a lot. You want to say it to other people a lot. You want to say it whenever you are requesting something. Because if you are thinking in your head, I want, you then are automatically thinking about the process of getting that thing in your own head. Remember, so is the late talker. They're thinking, I want a drink, a cookie, attention from you, something like that. And what they want is a way to get it, a way to make that happen. Remember, the I want is what they're thinking. The give me is what they want you to do. And so this gives them a tool. Now they're not thinking in my head, I just want this. I wonder how it's going to arrive. No, no, no. Now I'm in control. I'm telling you how to make this arrive. I'm telling you to give it to me. 
And in the same way, you're going to say, give me, you're going to use the process words for it. So you're going to say, you want me to give you a cookie? All right, well, I have to get it from the cabinet. There's another process word. I've got to open the cabinet. I've got to see if we have cookies. I have to see if it's still on the schedule. Did we already have our cookies for today? We have to review. There's lots of things that happen in the process of giving or getting or not giving or getting the things that you want. So instead of just, I want, we're going to use give me a lot. Again, it teaches the lay talker, the tool give me does. It tells them how to tell other people what to do. And that is an intention. That's something to communicate, not something we're thinking about, something we want other people to do. And late talkers, this is what they need. This is what they want. They want other people to give them things. That's why we use this word. Okay, so give me's number one. I hope all you're you're liking these phrases. If you do and this is resonating with you, please like this video and also remember this is Q&A. So if you have a question, post it in the comments. All right, getting down to number two. The number two phrase that you want to use a whole lot and is as you use it a whole lot, you're going to teach the lay talker a whole lot is this one. It's help me or I need help. And you want to always expand it when you use it, you always want to expand it to tell the late talker specifically what you want to help with. I need help opening this box. I need help lifting my groceries. I need help with by, by you giving me some space right now so I can work. I need help or please help me get your shoes on more quickly so we can get out the door. Please help me. I'm very worried that you're starving to death and your food isn't in your tummy. Please help me feel better by, you know, doing whatever. Help me. I need help. Please help me. All of these phrases are far better for your late talker. They need them right now and they need help and they need help specifically because remember, they know the word open. They know the word up. They know what they want help with, but they don't know how to get, come to you and ask you for help. So everything you are asking your late talker to do is a help for you, right? Because it's stuff that you used to have to do for them when they were infants and you don't want to do for them anymore. You're creating independence and skills in them. So what you want to do is help them try harder to improve their own skills. And you're not going to hesitate to give them help. In fact, that's what you're doing. You're facilitating. Oh, you want me to help you improve? Here I am offering help. And that's how you're going to facilitate a ton more language than using I want. Okay. So number two phrases are all around the help. Help me. I want help. And then the specifics, because remember when you're using the lay talker may only say help me or help. I want help, 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 help. They're not using all the phrases together. At first, they might just come up with the help part. Remember, you always have to give more language models in slow, easy to understand ways to combine those words. And they're not going to try to use them right away in the combinations that you're using. They're going to use these words in their own way as they pick them up. Okay. So help me is a big one. Give me is a big one. Those two are surrounding requests. Okay. Now, here is another phrase that's 
also just as important to teach the late talker in addition to tools they need to get what they want. It's this one. Number three is thank you. Okay. So the number three phrase that's very important to use often with the late talker every time you're making a request as part of your whole process is thank you. And this teaches the late talker to take a moment. Thank you for to appreciate what's just happened here. Because if it was something you want them to learn from, here's your chance to remind them. It's a little tiny review of all the good things that have just happened and how it happened. Thank you so much for trying so hard to talk. Now I understand you better. That's literally what we're going for here. And every time they try and they know that you appreciate every try that they give, they will try harder. Now, will they pick up and use this thank you phrase very often? Not right away. Remember, this is a gratitude thing. They're thinking thank you before they will use it, but it's very important for you to use it, to teach it, to add it to that vocabulary. Because remember, if it's all about I want, I want, I want, that's keeping the lay talker in their own head thinking I want, I want, I want. But if they're using thank you, then they are learning that there is a way, a proper way, a good way, a kind way to request the things we want. It's not just putting them in a position of the either valet or the prince or princess where everything is just done and handed for them whenever they want it. With language facilitation, we don't hesitate to give kids the things that they ask for if it's okay. But if they can't have it or it's not time, that's when we use those opportunities to say it's not time. And that way we really appreciate when it is time and we teach late talkers how to learn when to, you know, be part of your household and your society and it doesn't all revolve just around them. Thank you is a very important phrase for you to use constantly in your late talking journey because you always want to appreciate every bit that you've done. You want to thank yourself. You want to thank the late talker. You want to thank people for listening to you. You want to thank me for this video. All the appreciation you put out brings that back to you energetically as well. So thank you is a super important one. Okay. The number four phrase that is very important to teach is this one. It is no thank you, right? So just as important as it is to appreciate the things that we are given, it is important to empower the late talker to refuse or reject the things that do not resonate with their energy. They are not interested to participate in this activity. They do not want to eat the food. They don't want to join you in your play. They don't want to wait in line. Whatever they don't want to do, they typically show you with behavior very quickly and right now. They're already using this nonverbal be refusal behavior for everything they refuse if they don't have words. No, thank you are the perfect words. The phrase that pays, the phrase that says. Now, of course, the way you teach this is by using it and honoring it. So when you say no thank you to the late talker who's trying to feed you or trying to be in your space or trying to get you or want things from you, you can say no thank you for that energy. I don't want this request. I don't want this thing coming at me. Whatever the energy is, the request, the demand, the 
yelling, the whatever. If any time energy comes at you from your lay talker or anybody else, you always have the option to refuse to engage with that energy. And the easiest way to do that is through a no thank you. No, thank you. And you can use it with any kind of phrase. And it can be, you know, it's sort of the sweet way to say, I am not interested and just take your energy elsewhere. I'm going somewhere else. And what you, this teaches your lay talker is how to refuse kindly and let you know that your energy is not matching. They're going to remind you through no, thank you. Just like you are reminding them that mm, this isn't the time right now for this. It, and it may have been the time another time for this energy. Wrestling is great at, you know, noon on a Saturday after lunch, but on Sunday at 2 a.m., it's not so fun. And these are the things that no thank you helps you teach the lay talker. This isn't the time. And you're always surrounding this phrase with lots of other functional words that your lay talker knows. If they're coming at you asking with a single word or a demand with their behavior for you to wrestle at 2 a.m., first of all, you talk about, ooh, you really are looking for wrestling. It's 2 a.m. This is not the time. No thank you wrestling. Right now, my mind is thinking about sleep. So you want to say one of those other phrases that, you know, you're, you're saying to interested, I'm thinking about sleep right now. I want to put my head on the pillow right now. And again, that is I want, but I want to do this is what you're thinking. And that's why you disagree. And that's the reason that you would say, I want it, right? And that's such a far more advanced thing to teach a late talker. They'll learn all the I want they need elsewhere. That's why you don't need it in your phrase. You need things like thank you and no thank you to help you work through these issues, all right? Um, and the phrase number five is this is fun. This is fun. This video is fun. This picture is fun. This meal is fun. This uh, hanging out with you is fun. You want to say that a whole, whole lot. And that teaches the late talker to tell you if you're on the right path. Just like no thank you teaches the late talker to tell you if you're off the right path. This, uh, this is fun. I love this. Any kind of phrase like that. Ooh, this is my favorite. You love that thing. Anytime you talk about how good a thing is, how fabulous, how much you are enjoying it, you're letting the late talker know that you enjoy that thing. And again, just like you learn the things they love by watching when they smile, they're doing the same to you, but you're adding words now. You're giving them phrases they can use. And if you have a kid with an AAC device, right, who's pushing buttons while they're at their, you know, um, place of, you know, you're taking them around to show them things or you're teaching them things. If they have the option to say, this is fun, that's how you know this is what we want to do again. This is where he wants to be again. It also lets you know that the late talker is prompting you. When they say this is fun, they're saying, give me more. I want to learn more about this. I want to do this again and again and again. This experience is 
popping dopamine in my head and dopamine helps me learn easier. So let's do this a lot more. And it might be the simplest thing. Usually the easiest things are the most fun for late talkers. So if you're wanting to elevate your late talker and you're trying to present, I think maybe it's time for them to try something new and you're presenting something new and you're getting that no thank you energy, right? This is what you're looking for. Anytime you present something new, when you find that energy of this is fun and you know it's fun because you're in the zone with the late talker you see him smiling you see him doing whatever you're like this is fun and when you see them going uh you go oh no thank you right no thank you the broccoli you you know you didn't like how i made it with the cheese or you didn't like how i made it without the cheese or whatever whatever you know because you're there in the functional environment that's how it's very very important to teach these phrases in functional things surrounding all the language about that functional thing if you're in the bath it's going to be this is fun in the bath where we're splashing and testing the water and cleaning up the mess off the floor after we splashed all over it right even that part is fun because if it isn't fun it isn't fun so here we go here's another comment this is perfect since eddie turned six his comprehension has increased a lot of course that's because you're doing all the language facilitation and giving him tons of models right he has mastered I want strip and pecs and he's so verbal now he initiates verbal communication imitates and listens right so with the pecs that mastery of I want it just again that's why they use it in pecs because it's a tool it gets kids to request when they say I want people respond to them and when people respond to them they understand that they're communicating but you don't need a pec system you respond to your late talkers communication 24 7 24 7. you don't need those little phrases anymore because you know when they want something they come to you right the idea of having to put that thing down go pick up a system and put it together like that that's what's going to delay your progress use them at the beginning to teach your kids that communication works and then shift completely into vocalization because if they're vocalizing at all and you've made it past that point you should be fine to move forward without it i would start phasing those pictures and prompts asap because you don't want them to get dependent you know, let's talk about that. He is so verbal now, but is it prompted? That's what I want to know, right? Is he initiating walking up to you without any pictures or anything saying, I want something? Or is it all dependent on somebody holding those pictures and holding that stuff and all that stuff for him to vocalize? right? That's again why you don't need a device. You need you to be providing natural models that are not scripted, that are not labeled, that are not the same every time. That's why in that help one, I said there's all different kinds of ways to talk about help. There's all different kinds of ways to say, give me, give me. You know, you could be saying that. Your kid could be doing that. That's a normal communication use, a typical phrase. These are typical things that kids are going to be saying, right? 
Okay. Any special tricks to help my late talker? Now five, getting conversational. Understand when to use I and me better. He tends to say things, can you have a turn when he wants a turn, right? And that's because your late talker was previously using a memorization or he was facilitated via a repeated repetitive memorization strategy. So he learned the phrase that pays was I want, just like that previous one. Whenever he says I want paired with another word, then things happen. But the problem is that's not functional. It's only functional for the people who it works with around them. If he went to some stranger and started to pair things up, would they also understand? And would he even be able to do that with a stranger. That's where you want to see the difference in the spoken language when we talk about functional. Now getting conversational, he's understanding when to use I, me better. The only way that's going to happen is through your models. And if you're going to use I and me and you want him to, then you need to start talking about the things that you're doing. But the trick is with these kids is they have to be super interested in what you're doing. You have to be doing the same thing that they're doing. So, for example, let's say you're building a puzzle together and you are um, you know that you want to work on the water. So this is happening with one of my clients. um, You want to you your idea because it's a thousand piece puzzle. Right. And you want to work on the water pieces first. So your strategy is to find all the blue. So you're thinking, all right, I want to work through this massive puzzle and I can't even know where to start. So I think that I want to work on the water. So I will search for the blue pieces because I know that blue pieces are water. And when you talk about yourself and your perspective that way, using those first person things just to describe and narrate what you're doing. That's how your late talker will understand the grammar. It's only from examples. This is how when we think about foreign language learners as they develop, you always learn the pronouns last because they're tricky. Every every language does them differently. And English is one of those that's tricky with it. That's why a lot of people struggle, foreign language speakers who learn to speak English. Late talkers struggle the same way. My deal is, my, my recommendation recommendation is don't worry about it. Facilitate these other phrases first. And remember, as you're using these other phrases, I want, I have, I need help, I need whatever, your late talker is going to learn how to appropriately use those things. They're not going to, he knows that you are not I. He just doesn't know how to request these things without these scripts. And that's why I have a turn, you have a turn, he's messing it up. So it's just in the process of practice. And this will come with time, Sherry, and lots of practice. So if pronouns is your topic of choice for the week, just like everybody can pick a topic of choice, your topic of choice might be using verbs. Your topic of choice might be prepositions, up, down, in, out, you know, all that kind of stuff. You choose those things as your your topic focus. That's what we talk about in the workbook. And if that's what you want to do, that you bombard it. You just everything we're going to talk, you're going to using pronouns in this four times a day in your itinerary, your conversation surrounds pronoun use. And then guess what? After exposure of a couple weeks of this, the late talker learns. And that's how that works, Sherry. So That's good. Here's some other people saying thank you. I super appreciate that. And then here's someone else who says thank you for your persistent encouragement. That's always what I'm here for, equipping and empowering you. These late talkers don't start talking 
without you, right? Every time. So here's Boopadur who's been working with me now for years. And she says, every time I watch you, every time I learn something new. So thank you so much for watching. Now, let's see. I'm just want, looking to see. What does Boopadurell say? My son came out of the using you and I when I had him touching his chest with his and hand saying, I want cookie. I want my toy. Oh, that's another good way to do it. While you're modeling these things, touch yourself so you know who I is and you are and I am and you are. That's always a very, very good, you know, you're giving a visual aid to help while you're using these other phrases. Super good tip from Boopender, whose late talker, by the way, now is a total chatterbox and probably talking circles around or just started school and stuff. Very excited about all of you. All right, let's see. Now I do have a couple questions that came in from the platform this week. Let me talk about these. And if you have a question, let me put that up real quick. If you just joined, we're right in the middle of Q&A. So if you have a question right now, go ahead and post it in the comments. And I'm going to get to these questions that I've got coming in. All right. So this came in on one of my other videos about social skills. So this was on the social skills. And she says that my son is anxious and tentative around other kids whenever they go out. Would you recommend avoiding places and social interactions with unfamiliar people until we get more progress within our bubble? Okay. So this is a really good question about um, it's a, it's when we talk about this situation, the immediate thing that I think about are blockages. I always go to blockages and I think about what would stop you from doing what you want to do, right? If you love going to this whole email was about, we love going to the parks. I like to go to our familiar park, but I also like to go and explore new parks and see new things and where they are in our community. Lots of communities have wonderful things like that. And if you part of your, you know, especially if you're the one who's home with your late talker, um, if you're in lockdown or they're preschool age and you're doing, you know, everything on your own, you want to use these community resources, but you never know who you're going to find there, right? If you go to the library or if you go wherever, and if your late talker is resistant to these places, then also your mindset could be like, that's what's happening in this question. I don't know if I want to go. I don't know if I want to go because I don't want to deal with the meltdown that he has as soon as we arrive there because we see whatever they're afraid of. And every kid has their own fear levels surrounding these situations. Now, what she did mention is since she has been doing language facilitation, um, she sees that he's curious about other kids and other kids will come up to him and want to play, but then he freaks out and gets triggered and gets scared and things like that. And she doesn't want to trigger anxiety in her late talker by forcing him to go play with these kids or do whatever. So she's stuck. What do you do? I don't know what to do. So my recommendation about social fears, whenever that is, is first of all, practice and role play those things yourself in your bubble with, um, with teddy bear picnic and mom and dad and whoever you can get around you. If it's just the two of you add teddies, otherwise use aunties and neighbors and cousins and friends and things like that. Invite them over to have many experiences that you can help control. And you make these things very easy. You do activities that the late talker knows. Let's everybody come over and jump on the trampoline together, right? Because that's it. It has to be such an easy activity for the late talker that the intimidation of 
the new people is less than a new place, new people. I don't know these people, all new, 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 right? So it, you don't have to stay home exclusively, but what you do is first you invite people into your bubble, right? So you expand your bubble that way. Then what you do is you actually reach out into other people's bubbles. So maybe there's another little comfortable bubble that's nice and small that you know well about. Or maybe, like I said, do a little research if it's a park that you don't know very well. I talk about this before. Check out the situation with the late talker from the outside first. Talk about all the pros, the cons, the things that are about it. Even when you're inviting people over, if it is a friend that your late talker knows, invite them over to do something that they love, have snack that they love, and then you use these phrases. You use these phrases that I talked about today during this play date because these phrases are going to teach a talker and a late talker how to pick up what you're laying down this is fun thank you no thank you give me that i don't i need help all these phrases that i talked about today will be perfect in any play date that you have anytime you don't know what to say you can say one of these five phrases because they talk about everything that you need, how to get help, how to share things, how to express delight. All these little phrases, these five phrases will help your kid's language explode. Explode. Because you use them situationally, right? This is fun. Doesn't happen when you're in the middle of 2 a.m. I need you to go back to sleep. But it happens at another time. That's the right time. The right words, the right way, at the right time. That's what's all important about this, okay? So this is how you expand your social, bit by bit by bit. Introduce social into your bubble and then find other smaller bubbles. And then when you go to bigger bubbles or you're presented with things that are big or scary or out, you know, triggering, whatever, then you're desensitizing by observing it from the outside and giving your late talker tools with these phrases, how to survive. If we go into any new situation, they can get help. They can get things given to them. They can ask for the one they want. Give me that versus that, right? I want the yellow one because people will do this in social choices. They're going to give kids things when they learn what thank you means. People will say thank you to them. Oh, here's the other thing about thank you, the caveat about thank you. Remember, we're never making our kids say these things. When you make your kids say thank you or you make them say namaste to the neighbor or hi or hello, Mrs. Jones or whatever, right there verbally, when you make them do it, especially after they have already acknowledged, if they look at Mrs. Jones and smile, they have acknowledged a greeting. They don't have to do more. They don't have to do more. If Mrs. Jones gives your kid a lollipop and your kid smiles at Mrs. Jones when she gives them the lollipop, you don't need to make them say thank you. You model how thank you works. Oh, Mrs. Jones, you can see that my child is so happy to have that lollipop. Thank you so much for thinking of her. Thank you for generously sharing your treats with her. She is so happy. Look at how happy she is, right? And then you're not making her do it. And then you're also not making this auntie, Mrs. Jones, feel uncomfortable by forcing your kid to do something in front of her when she just wants to make your kid happy by giving her a lolly. 
right? You're creating the happy situation by demonstrating how things work. Now, if Mrs. Jones gives your kid a lolly and your kid swats the thing out of her mouth, right? Because that's how your kid goes and she doesn't want that lolly and your kid doesn't know that she, whatever, it's an uncomfortable situation. Same thing happens. Oh no, you didn't want Mrs. Jones lolly. That lolly made you very upset. So upset you hurt Mrs. Jones. We're sorry, Mrs. Jones. Like we didn't teach that. I'm sorry, but because you're not going to make your kids say that, you know what I mean? But the same with thank you is I'm sorry or no thank you is I'm sorry. You know, I'm sorry. I told you that way. We really didn't mean to hurt you. We just didn't want that thing. She didn't want it. You can see that in her behavior. In these cases, you're interpreting. You're interpreting and you're using these things. And I promise you, your lay talker standing right there taking in everything you're saying. They're listening to how are you handling this so, social situation? How are you doing it? Because then they see that you're, oh, that's a much better way to handle this. I can use these little words, make her happy, and I'm happy. And I'm also can just enjoy my lolly, right? It doesn't have to be every time I get something, I have to work. Sometimes kids just get to have good things, right? They just get to enjoy life. And we want to enjoy life. It doesn't have to be work before you enjoy every time. It should be enjoyable the whole process. And you learn through the enjoyment, not through the pressure. And the kids do. They pick it up. The most polite kids. I never had to teach my kids to say please and thank you. They had models of people doing it around them all the time. And they developed that respect. In fact, my ex-husband used to give me credit all the time for making my kids so polite because we were separated and he would go, they would go spend the summers with him and they would bring that politeness with them wherever they went because I used it myself with everyone around me. And they saw that it was important to respect people, to not yell at people, to solve problems politely and through, you know, thoughtful problem solving and not yelling and screaming. It works better. You get better results when you take your time and use your words, right? And so I just modeled that for my kids. And that's what happened. I was blessed to not have lay talkers. But that's why, because of course I never shut up. So, all right. There is one more question that came in on the, on the Q and A today. And it's this one. Um, and she says, my three year, my 3.2 year old gets speech therapy in school and they all wear a mask. I know. What are you going to do? It's not effective. Um, also he hums when he needs something or is just excited and he doesn't mimic sounds or words. How do I help my child? So this tells me two things. Number one in speech therapy, they're working on imitation. So they're trying to get your child to say something by maybe holding up a picture or an object and they're wanting them to say the word, say dog, you know, that kind of business. And that always makes the late talker look good and it makes the therapist look good when the kid's saying words. That was always my goal when I was a speech therapist. How much output can I get? Can I facilitate from this child in the period of time that I have? So I could write it on my data sheet and see I got, I facilitated this much output. And then of course I had my strategies and how I was facilitating that, but I had to record my data. And that's what that speech therapist is doing. Now she's stuck. She's got blockages. She's got literal physical blockages. Kids 
it's very difficult to get kids to imitate speech anyway. That's why speech therapists have mirrors and they have big things that they hold by their mouth and they do all this, you know, holding stuff near their face and they do a lot of this. Well, those masks, trying to get a kid non-verbally to imitate a mouth movement to make a sound or improve a sound, it just doesn't work with a mask. It just can't work. It's just not effective. And they're just doing the best they can, the speech therapist. It's better on a Zoom call because at least you could see the person. But then, of course, you have to get your late talker to focus on the screen to actually look at the therapist. The problem with the whole process is the fact that they're all trying to get kids to mimic words and imitate speech. Okay, and that is not the goal of language facilitation. And I promise you, if you give up that goal and work towards concentrating instead of on what the late talker is giving you, but concentrate on what you are giving the late talker. Don't even worry about when they're going to talk. Just say, I wonder how soon it's going to happen because I am not stopping. Four times a day, I am going to talk to my kid. I'm going to pick it out. That's what you learn in my workbook, right? If you haven't seen it yet, in fact, I'm going to show you all the resources right now. Before I get more into this question, just so you know, this particular week, now you have no excuse to not have access to this workbook. I have gone through everything I possibly can to get this thing to you. Let me show you the resources. The first one is this. I'm just going to tell you, is available in Spanish. So if you speak Spanish, now you can get the workbook on Amazon in Spanish. That's one way that I'm, I've reached more people. The other way that I'm reaching more people is that I have managed to get this workbook created into a digital file. So if you live in India or UK or across the pond from United States and you're in Amazon there or worldwide, this is anywhere in the world. Now, digitally, you can access the workbook. And the cool thing about the workbook is that in the workbook files, there are links to the videos that I have done on YouTube that show you how to use the pages in the workbook. This titles, the titles that you see, the pictures I hear, are all very similar and you can get it in the US version as well. Special ebook version. The, the pictures are a little bit different on the titles. You'll see them all on Amazon and you can learn how to, so I just put all this stuff away. You can learn how to get your progress going with this workbook how to develop the topics, the opportunities four times a day to use these phrases that I gave you today to help you get your kiddo talking. It, that's how this works with language facilitation. Okay, let's see what else is going on over here. Here's a comment. Experts say they fall, oops, there might be another, is there another question? Maybe that's, they fall in the ASD spectrum, but what I'm seeing with my kids, everything seems normal except storytelling. How should I handle this? So Priya, um, as far as diagnosis, um, it doesn't matter really, except when you are using it to get services. Okay. And the usual thing that happens when you use autism as a diagnosis to get services or 
offer autism diagnosis as an avenue to give services because I can only sign you up for my program if you have this diagnosis. And it's a great program. It works for all kids, but we can only sign you up if your kids, <laughs> right? That kind of business happens, you know, whatever, all of that. Let's look at this again. If somebody says they fall in the spectrum because it's a big spectrum and they say it's okay, it's a big spectrum. All you do is take the diagnosis and then you get the thing. Again, what is the motivation of experts? What's the motivation? Are they trying to sell you something? Are they trying to get you to take advantage of a service? And what is that service that they're trying to get you to take advantage of? If you're going to these experts to say, I want you to solve my problem with my late talker, this ASD diagnosis is all they have to offer you. That's why they keep offering it. You keep going to professionals where that's all they offer is ASD diagnosis and ASD services. Your job is to find providers who offer something different. And there are. There are many. So these experts that you're talking to, Priya, are not the experts that are helping you. They're not in it for you. They're in it for them in some way and trying to put you into their box. And that's what's gonna happen, you know, if you listen. That's why I'm equipping and empowering all of you to learn how to do this yourself. That's what's the most important with all of this. All right, I'm not seeing any more questions come in. What a great session, you guys. This was an amazing, amazing um, opportunity for you to learn what to start with. Right. If you don't have any other idea what to work on with your late talker, choose these phrases and choose the opportunities during your day to say, you know, if you find yourself in a moment, right, one of those moments in your life where language facilitation could be happening here, your late talkers clearly communicating through their behavior or limited spoken language. And you use these phrases over and over again. Watch and see the response you get. You're going to get attention. You're going to get listening. You're going to get focus. And you're going to get some kind of response from the late talker. Some kind of response, either physical, wherever they are on their communication spectrum. Right? You're going to get a response to these kinds of sentences because they, there's a lot of meaning. There's a lot of meaning behind them. When we say thank you and you can change thank you or thank you or no thank you, right? You can change these phrases a lot with a lot of meaning. And they're attractive and useful and late talkers will pick them up. They'll pick them up. And every time they give them to you, you expand for further by offering them extra surrounding these phrases with the words you know they know because they understand you. This is how you're going to teach them how to use it. Okay. And the workbooks are the tools to help you integrate this into your consistent plan because it doesn't happen overnight. We're creating new communication habits, a whole new spoken language that your lay talker is using, the right one, the effective one, the one that's going to help them communicate all their wants, needs, ideas, thoughts, the things they think is fun, the things they think that isn't fun, the things you want to know. This is how it happens with language facilitation. So thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for tuning in today. I hope you have been inspired to have some fun and take some inspired action on your unique language facilitation journey. 
with a whole range of waves of communication resources, from free content to customized coaching, you now have access to everything you need to elevate spoken language to infinite success. You are welcome to get your journey started with my 11-week language facilitation journey to speech workbook. This tool is helping parents worldwide create non-stop language facilitation opportunities that elevate spoken language beyond even their own expectations. You can access this workbook and all of the language facilitation resources on my website, wavesofcommunication.com.